What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked, and it's time for Hits and or no it's hits and misses i'm here with drew we're gonna go down our week in wrestling drew how you doing i'm doing great not as good as tim is about to be (laughs) he's gonna have one hell of a time trying to keep up with us tim by the way does our post-production big shout out to him Uh, i'm sure he's cringing at the fact that i'm calling him out right now but here we are let's launch right into it drew uh i didn't call you tim did i you did not thank god what's your number five hit of the week my number five this week is Cameron Grimes and uh, Kamarlo Hayes. Actually, it's it's a tie Ooh. this week because there was so much I had to put two in. Okay. Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes and MSK versus Creed Brothers. I also had trouble with that. Yeah, I could not pick which one. So I had to put both. <laughs> I had to cheat and put both, Joel. I'm sorry. Uh, I couldn't it, pick. It, it, it was so good because... It, it's a subjective list, first of all. You can do whatever you want. Good. I'll, I'll know that for the future. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it was the entire episode of Dynamite from this past week. That's my number one. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, you know, with Cameron and Carmelo, these are like two of my favorite characters on NXT right now. Uh, they're so like dedicated and passionate. You can see how driven they are and how much they put into those characters and invest. Um, and then MSK and the Creed Brothers. I, the Creed Brothers are newer, obviously, because you know Diamond Mind is pretty much a new faction. Uh, but I, I'm so very much into you know their Matt style and MSK's high flying. It's a perfect blend, as we know. Typically in wrestling, that's like the best type of a match to watch. Those clash of styles. And um, I thought both delivered incredibly and loved, I, I just loved them both. I couldn't pick. So I had to put them together. Good stuff because that was my number three Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grimes. Or as we say on another show, Cameron Grimes. I can't do it. It's too early in the morning. I'm sorry. <laughs> If you watch Tim and Joel call in the ring, we'll do it there. Uh, regardless, it was a very good showing from Grimes, very good showing <clears throat> from Carmelo Hayes. Uh, I'm excited to see what both men do moving forward. I think it's almost time for Cameron Grimes to find himself on the main roster, but not until maybe he racks up a championship in NXT. I think it's maybe time for him to put that focus in. So there we go. That was my number three. I'll give you my number five. It was Brian Danielson versus Lee Moriarty. From this past week on AEW Dynamite. Mm. Now the reason for that. It was a good match. It was a great match. But what came before it and what came after it. Was even bigger in my eyes. Lee and Brian had an excellent match. It was really fun. And I thought it has a lot of uh, potential for Lee down the line. And of course Brian's going to continue working with the young talent that he's working with. Um, But at the end of the day. There were some things that were a little bit bigger to me. On AEW Dynamite. So that's my number five. Go ahead hit me number four. Okay, good. And I'm glad that you mentioned that one because I had a feeling you were going to, which is why I didn't put it on my list. All right, then. Uh, Yeah, because again, like you said at the end there, lots of bigger things on Dynamite. Uh, So number four for me 
the Kevin Owens promo on Raw. Uh, you know, I don't care. Like, I usually like crowds get me more invested in stuff, but I didn't really care about the crowd here because they were not as vocal as they should have been. Um, and that, you know, that's just a raw crowd these days, unfortunately, except when Brock Lesnar's on TV. Of course. Um, but I just popped so huge when he said, howdy, partner, at the end, and just like talking down to Texas. It's, it's just, he in particular, just incredible at stuff like that. He's just so great at healing it up to the crowd. And he's genuinely one of my favorites to ever watch. Um, so it's interesting that, you know, where WrestleMania is going to be, and we know that there's a Texan who's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, but there's also a very famous Texan who's already in the Hall of Fame, right? Is Stone Cold in the Hall of Fame? Stone Cold is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And um, maybe one of those two people might come out at WrestleMania. So I'm excited. Subscribe to Fightful Select and we'll keep you abreast of the situation. My number four was Lita versus Becky from the Elimination Chamber. I thought that Becky Lynch and Lita put on one hell of a match and that Lita had probably one of the louder pops of the night. People were excited to see her not only building up to this match, but also the match itself, a very simple 10-minute match. I said this online. I'm pretty sure that Lita lasting 10 minutes in the Rumble was enough for Vince and company to say, hey, why don't we give her the world title match going into Elimination Chamber? And as they did, it was a good shot. It was a good good opportunity for Lita, who made the most of it, got over huge in defeat. And Becky Lynch, again, looks great as a wrestler, looks great in her character, and the match between those two was excellent. That was my number four. Hit me with your number three. Number three for me, Dante Martin versus Powerhouse Hobbs on Rampage. Um... Holy bleep. I'm just going to say bleep. So this way Tim doesn't have to do extra stuff. <laughs> um, when they say Dante Martin is inhuman, they really mean it. Because there's just no gravity involved when he is in the ring. <laughs> he, he can get so much height. And I mean, he's so incredible. He really is incredible. Um, and him and, and Hobbs, I think, are an excellent pairing like they're in fight forever territory for me at this point uh i could just watch them anytime and i'm i know i'm gonna enjoy this match because again like the clash of styles like i just said um and then also you know now we get uh hobbs wardlow and keith lee in a match together that's gonna be that's gonna be really exciting come revolution yeah yeah hmm. i'm excited for that uh listen i had nothing to add there my my number three we've already established carmelo hayes versus cameron grimes for the north american championship uh why don't you go ahead give me your number two and then we'll move on okay my number two is the women's elimination chamber i genuinely enjoyed this match way more than i thought i was going to um like everybody looked great in the match you know it was it was nice to see everybody have this really great gear also instead of like the oversized shirt under some gear um obviously you know that's the whole thing when they go there unfortunately um but everybody had a great showing particularly bianca um she's 
she's my favorite, really. She's my favorite woman right now. Um, and then Rhea and Bianca had their little thing like they did at the Royal Rumble. And, you know, I knew that that was going to have great chemistry. That doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, so, you know, thankfully they had the right winner. And uh, we'll see what happens at WrestleMania. Yeah, my number two was also the Women's Elimination Chamber. A lot of what you said is echoed by me. Match was great. It was a little bit shorter than most chamber matches, but at the same time, they got in and out in the right amount of time. Uh, the gear was excellent. We'll be talking about that on Strong Style with Cher Delaware down the line very soon. And uh, the match itself, just a lot of fun. Right person won, and I'm looking forward to Mania for Becky and Bianca Belair too. Give me your numero uno. My numero uno is Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. Really? Yeah. Um, you know, I have qualms about how the match ended, but honestly, it didn't take away from me how incredible that match was. Uh, it, it was genuinely my favorite match of the week. Um, and I actually thought that Darby was going to win. So... Having him lose and Sammy taking advantage of that distraction, Sammy taking advantage of that, I felt was like natural for his character while he's a baby face. You know, he ha he has heelish tendencies. Um, just naturally, he's a show off. So mm -hmm. that already makes you kind of a heel anyway. Um, so I'm I'm not expecting Andrade to win next week, but I like being surprised and i like having you know things just not happen that i thought so that was a genuine surprise for me and you know darby it, like has a death wish so his matches are always extremely exciting to watch and sammy's matches are always extremely exciting to watch putting them together and they make magic like that absolutely uh it, great match uh it wasn't my number one but i agree with you it was a very very good match my number one is piper in portland the cm punk valentine's day promo from aw dynamite for me uh that promo told the perfect tale going into revolution for punk versus mjf setting up a dog collar match not a big fan of doing another dog collar match but it seems to be the awmo now uh that's fine and if punk and mjf want to tell that story with a giant chain around their necks then so be it for me to complain the the promo itself was very well delivered it was excellently executed if you will uh for for the cm punk fans who get it and overall just a very very fun uh dangerous looking promo from cm punk and mjf's rebuttal was equally good just scared shitless and i'm excited for that match yeah let's move on let's talk about the misses hit me with your number five all right number five almost versus the hurt business as they're being called i don't understand why because they're not the hurt business <laughs> there is no hurt business anymore um I, I'm 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 really just sad about what they're doing with Cedric and Shelton because they're genuinely great people, and there's n been no direction for them for the past, however long, really since the Hurt Business broke up. Um, yeah, and it's 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 just really unfortunate because they could be a viable tag team on Raw right now, uh, but you know almost need somebody to squash so why not put two people in there yep i hear you <laughs> i can't really add anything to that it's just it's almost season so 
your roster depth is only so big. My number five, going back to Dynamite, was actually the Karate Kid crossover, the Cobra Kai crossover from this past week. I didn't love it. I felt it felt forced to me. It didn't feel organic. It felt like they just put, uh, oh my God, what's his name? Martin Cove on the show. I, someone in the chat's going to be like, oh, it's this guy. Either way, it felt like they forced it. They kind of shoehorned him in, wanted to get some sort of thing going with him. And it just, it didn't work for me. I didn't love it. So that uh, that was my number five. Give me your number four. All right. My number four. I know that you are a Rage Room enthusiast. Oh, yeah. However, I am a Rage Room disparager. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I know you've been a fan of this, but this past week's segment was just bad. Uh, I just hate the way that that shot. And I'm noticing a lot of NXT 2.0's backstage segments are shot the same way. Of just, like, the bad dialogue. Cameras are moving all over the place. Which, I mean, that's a typical WWE thing anyway. But just, yeah. it's like, like one of them was like a shaky cam backstage. It's like, what are you doing? Stop that stuff. <laughs> it, 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 and it just does nothing for me. And it also just, for the Rage Room stuff, it just it just feels like filler just to smash things. It, it, it just doesn't, doesn't really work for me. I'm sorry. Another thing that people need to look at with these backstage promos is... Uh, how they light them because they've started doing this where they take perfectly mundane places like a kitchen or a locker room. And now they backlight them with like funky colors. Suddenly it's like this locker room is blue and green or this kitchen is like purple and yellow. It's very strange. It's like, it's no different from when I do backlighting on my shots. It's, it's very strange. It it gussies up the joint, but it's like in the weirdest of places. My kitchen doesn't have like really cool lighting, but I digress. My number four is from Impact No Surrender, the Good Brothers retaining their Impact World Tag Team titles. Now, first things first, I don't think people really understand that the Good Brothers haven't, um, they hadn't defended those tag titles since November. So it had been quite a while. There was a story going in for them to defend against G.O.D., the Gorillas of Destiny from New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's a whole Bullet Club storyline there. I understand that. Uh, I'm not going to give spoilers. The finish was another finish where someone gets screwed and the Good Brothers retain. I didn't need that. I also don't need the Good Brothers as the Impact Tag title holders because it drags down that division. And Impact has a strong tag team division. But for whatever reason, the Good Brothers continue to have it. And they're not building to a point where whoever takes it off the good brothers is going to see much uh, of an increase out of it. It's not going to be a big moment. It's just going to be like, Oh, thank God this is over. Yeah. So I'm good thing. <laughs> it's not, it's not. And like, did I expect the gorillas of destiny? Did I expect GOD to win last night? No, but the way that they did, it was just another one of those. Like it's not piling on heat at this point. It's just piling on go away. heat. So that was my number four. Hit me with your number three. All right. Number three for me, and this might be higher than you expected it, or maybe it's not even on your list after we talked about it last week. The contract signing on SmackDown. <laughs> I thought about adding it. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, the funny thing is, is that the segment itself wasn't as awful as I expected it to be, but their way around not even filming the contract segment itself but just the audio for it 
like the crowd noise and it was it was awful it was like if you're gonna put fake crowd reaction to this don't make it abundantly clear that this was fake crowd reactions <laughs> because first of all like almost i would say like about a quarter of the crowd in camera viewing of that segment was like gone out of their seats. I don't know if they were if it was a bathroom break for them between tapings. I don't know. But it was it just looked terrible. It looked terrible. The audio was terrible because nobody was laughing. Nobody was cheering. And you know, they never even get the volume right on that too. So it's like there's something loud and then it goes down a little bit. It it was so bad. Um and they did do I will give them credit, they did kind of get that Charlotte shot to the table better than the side shot that we saw going around Twitter. Uh, but it, I just, not a fan, not a fan. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Listen, you tape twice in one night and people are already exhausted after the first one. They went right to that contract signing thinking that people would be still energized from it. They weren't. Uh, no. And the whole night, the whole night, just the crowd noise was piped in more than it normally is. It was fairly egregious, did not enjoy it. Uh, but I agree with you. It wasn't on my list, but it 100% should have been. Uh, however, my number three is the Usos and the Viking Raiders that never were. Match that never happened. The match never started at Elimination Chamber. Flying over the Viking Raiders specifically. The Usos, I get it because, first of all, one of their partners is wrestling in a major match. And on top of that, they're coming out with Roman Reigns. So it makes sense. But for the Viking Raiders to be flown all the way to Saudi Arabia just to get beat down and left laying for a match that's probably going to happen on a random SmackDown, uh, it felt like a time filler to me, but didn't really need that. Uh, that was That's my number three. I'll leave it at that because that's about as much time as they gave to that segment. Hit me with your number two. Very true. All right. So my number two is kind of a SmackDown slash Elimination Chamber crossover. And it's pretty much the entire... Drew McIntyre, Madcap Moss, Happy Corbin deal. How uh, dare you? It, look, I'm sorry. Future Intercontinental Champion, Madcap Moss. I'll, okay, good I'll, enough. I'll allow I'll, 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 it. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to see something pop up because of what I just said. Uh, the image. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. Um, so, yeah. So, like, I can't give less of a crap about this. Uh, and and I I... I Wanted to also mention really quickly, I'm very happy that Madcap Moss is okay because last night I was probably, I watched on a delay. I did not watch the Elimination Chamber live. I was off of Twitter, so I had no idea what happened. Holy crap. That is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it was a spike. Um, and he was okay after that, which was just, un I mean, I was like, oh my God, this guy's career is over. It, it, it was unbelievable. Um, so props to you for that, Madcap Moss. I'm very happy that you're okay. However, this whole feud sucks. So I'm, I'm, I'm really ready for it to just be done. And it's not going to be done because now as Angela was pointing towards uh, Baron Corbin at the end of the Elimination Chamber match. Uh, to quote Goldberg, you're next. So, um, yeah, I'm not excited for that at all because this has to be done. And all these people are better than this. Uh, 
yeah, All hopefully right. WrestleMania at the end. Uh, yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. I think that's where we'll go. We'll get to WrestleMania and then we'll we'll, we'll just blow it off. Uh, I'll give you my number two. It is from SmackDown, the face-to-face between Roman and Goldberg. Did not need to be a main event segment. Did not need to exist. It was very one-dimensional, very lopsided, and did not build for that match at all. And I know uh, I saw you on Twitter saying you didn't really love the match. I enjoyed it for what it was. Very simple, straightforward. Roman Reigns beats Goldberg in a guillotine. Sure, great, wonderful. That's all he needs. Get it, move on. But the build for that was they overbuilt it just to lead to that match. And the, and it wasn't a good build at that. So that's my number two. Yeah. Uh, hit me. What's I thought that one? the, well, before I get to oh, that, good, I good, to say, sure. yeah, um, the reason why I said that that match was boring because the night prior was also boring. So it was just not exciting to be interested. It, it's just there's nothing, there's nothing there because I don't want to see Goldberg wrestling. So it's, you know, and I know that Roman is. I mean, I had thought maybe what would possibly happen is that Brock would cost Roman, but it, it, it's, yeah, it, it, it leaves you just like back against a wall, and now this is what we have to do, and now it's title for title, and yeah. But leading into that, yes, go ahead. My number one is not the men's elimination chamber as a whole because I did quite enjoy it. But it was Bobby Lashley's booking. And not even just Bobby Lashley's booking from Elimination Chamber itself, but just the whole thing from Royal Rumble to now. Like, this is how you get Bobby Lashley out of the match. When he has, obviously, you know, he does have a shoulder thing going on. So... He has to have surgery for that, and he's going to be out. So you fly him all the way to Saudi Arabia just to have a power bomb into his pod, give him a concussion to take him out of the match. What the hell? <laughs> Gotta make him look strong, brother. For what, I don't know. Yeah, like, and, and I mean, by the way, you know, we talk about concussion protocol and somebody having to be taken out of a match. A couple of matches prior, as I just mentioned, somebody literally got spiked on their damn head. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. that match didn't stop. <laughs> it's very So, you know, real life concussion protocol needed to take place there for some power bomb into a pod nonsense, which you could clearly tell did not affect his head at all. Uh, yeah. You can maybe pivot because, you know, let's be a little bit more creative than that. Um, they should have just said it was his shoulder. They should have yeah. just said his shoulder rammed into the side of the post and he is unable to compete as a result. Could have been as easy as that. But they went the concussion been. route and yeah. they didn't even think about the fact that that madcap had had that bump earlier. Simple, yeah. straightforward. They didn't do it. Uh, I'll, I'll hit you with my number one because it's in a similar vein. And that is not the Elimination Chamber itself, but Brock Lesnar winning the WWE <laughs> Championship in the Elimination Chamber. The way that he did it was entertaining enough, beating the shit out of Austin Theory. Give him that. But the fact that now it's going to lead to that winner-take-all match, oh, that's a whole other can of worms. It's going to be talked about on a million other podcasts, so I'm not going to go there. Instead, I'm just going to say the way that we got to it, the way that we had to like pivot from day one and Roman having COVID to 
going into the Royal Rumble and having Roman cost Brock the championship to going into tonight or last night at the Elimination Chamber and having Roman, or sorry, not Roman, uh, having Bobby Lashley pulled from the match only to have Brock win the match. It was a very convoluted way to get there. And now we have five weeks ahead of neither man defending their championship most likely until WrestleMania. And then a winner take all, and we'll see where that goes. Yeah, we pr- we kind of pretty much had the same number one in a sense. <laughs> exactly, it was like the match was fine, but there was a lot of calamity that didn't work. It was just a lot of schmas. Uh, but hey, who's your who 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 who's your favorite wrestler? My favorite wrestler of the week. Thank you, welcome Tim. My favorite wrestler of the week is Bianca Belair. Because she did, she, she while you know I had a different number one for my hits, um, I think that uh, her win was most impactful and is going to be a, hopefully a great sign of things to come in the coming weeks. Good point. My number one. Oh, I'm I, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the script. I'm gonna give an uh, an honorable mention to the Miss. And that's the Alexa Bliss therapist and how it ended (laughs) because it didn't end. It went nowhere. It went in a giant circle where Alexa Bliss comes back as the same character she had before, but this time Uh. she can maybe temper her anger a little bit. Sorry. That's my rant. My favorite wrestler is Lita. I think she had a great showing at the chamber. And I think that for, for someone who was out of the ring for as long as she was to come back, have a singles match, really get her opportunity to show off and show out was just phenomenal for anyone who was a fan of Lita when they were a kid like I was. Uh, this was really neat and and really fun for me. So that that was my wrestler of the week and then my honorable mention. Uh, Drew, where can the people find you on the internet? They can find me on the internet on Twitter at Big Money Drew. Perfect. Fightful Overbooked. YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. FightfulOverbooked.com. Just search Fightful Overbooked in your favorite podcast app. If you want just the audio, get rid of our ugly mugs. That's fine with me. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, and friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.